Welcome to the Boss Ladies Podcast. I'm Olivia Wary, and as a young female working in the industry of technology, I'm constantly struggling to find my voice and overcome challenges thrown my way. I've decided to have conversations with boss ladies in every industry to hear how they do it. Boss Ladies is intended to inspire women and men of all ages to overcome their fears, explore moonshot thinking, speak up for who they are and what they believe in, and move up in their respective industries. Every day we are faced with challenges, so it is my intention to empower you to get the advice you need by interviewing top executives who have been through it all. On today's episode of Boss Ladies, please welcome Sophie Holland. Sophie is a British photographer and director in New York City with over 12 years of experience in the fashion, advertising, and film industry. She made her directorial debut directing a short film, Brace, which was shown in over 50 global film festivals and is now recognized as an educational film supporting gay and trans youth against gang violence in London. Holland continued to direct a mixture of advertising and humanitarian-oriented film projects, most notably the Women's History Month project with BET Networks, which won a Gold Promax Award, Tory Burch Embrace Ambition PSA featuring over 40 celebrities tackling the negative stigma of the word ambition in a woman, and Swarovski seasonal campaigns featuring Carly Kloss and 12 of their worldwide ambassadors. She also directed a full-length documentary, Illustrated Man, on the history of tattoo culture and how it has collided with fashion in current day society. And most recently, an Unraveling the Pink Ribbon documentary by Estee Lauder Companies on the history of BCRF and BCA fight against breast cancer, which also won a Gold Savers Award. Sophie Holland has photographed campaigns and editorials for brands such as Pfizer, Swarovski, Cosmopolitan Hotel, MTV, Paula's Choice, Estee Lauder, Elizabeth Arden, Vogue, Elle, Tatler, Harper's Bazaar, L'Officiel, Marriott Hotels, Interview, Viacom, and many others. Other projects Sophie is involved with includes the wine company, Ozymandias Wine, which mentors and provides grants for young artists across the USA. All right. Hi. So welcome to the Boss Ladies podcast. I'm very excited to have you. So, you know, you're a photographer, director, and and I want to know a little bit more about like, how did you get started in the industry? Sure. I have been shooting and directing for almost five years now. But prior to that, I worked in advertising for over a decade. So I was actually a creative director in ad agencies. And for a short period of time, I was actually an agent as well, representing photographers. I I really cut my chops, I should say, in the industry, in advertising. And really that led me to want to shoot my own stuff. That's awesome. So when preparing for a shoot, you've actually mentioned to me in the past that you're very strategic about your list of needs for the shoot as you want the crew paying very close attention to detail. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and sort of how it empowers you before you even arrive on set? I would say that attention to detail is paramount in any organization, specifically one where you are at the top of the pyramid, if you want. You are, as the director or photographer on a set, you are essentially the conductor of the orchestra and people look to you for all kinds of direction and you set the pace for the day. So not only are people paying you essentially to make, you know, this product happen um, in a day, but also there's, you're responsible for all of the crew. And so people being diligent and people paying attention is really important. 
The list, as you say, is really similar to a rider that a celebrity would have. In my case, it's much more a list of specific needs that, that I need on set. And that can range from equipment needs for the lighting professionals and the digital techs. It can range to the aesthetic of my set for the client. So black tablecloths, for example, so that you don't see stains after lunch. And, you know, the aesthetic of making sure the client is surrounded by flowers and candles is a personal thing for my brand. Furthermore, making sure that everyone's hydrated, everyone's fed well, dietary restrictions or uh, things that don't smell. You know, these are really small things that you think about and can seem very picky and very in some ways, very diva-esque, but actually they all come together as far as the experience for both the client and also my crew who are all dedicating themselves in long hours for this shoot. So all in all, on, on a ne- another level, which is way more important, it's when you give that list to the production, you really pay attention to how much they are reading and how much they want to go out of their way to make sure that this is really met, the needs are met. Well, the requests are met and a good producer really will go out the way to to make sure that everything's checked off the list. And and that is a, a great collaboration for me. And it means that the stuff that is to do with safety or equipment, making sure my crew have what they need, that stuff is is met just as much as, you know, organic raspberries and, uh, <laughs> and Fiji water, you know? So I, I think the, again, the attention to detail, whether it be in emails, whether it be in estimates and bidding, uh, details or, or production needs, it, it really all is, um, to do with the bigger, the bigger picture of making sure this runs like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And you have directed incredibly influential commercials, PSAs, films, documentaries, how do you choose what you work on and, and how do you make sure that it aligns with like your brand or your message that you want to communicate through your work? I think it has to have soul and it has to have heart. And for me, I never want to be involved on a project that I'm not interested in personally. This is not about gaining a check. Um, so for me, I'm involved in projects where there's a lot of passion involved. So with Black Women's History Month, where we won a Promax Award for that with BET, that was really the first big project that that got notoriety that led to all of my women-focused projects, which I'm so eternally grateful for. And I will always work with BET Network because of that. Similarly, you know, my breast cancer work, anything to do with social issues and um you know, just passion projects are, are always there for me, you know, and, and also if the creative is good, sometimes there's no money, but I really love the creative and I'll always make it happen. I just did a music video uh, for a band that was completely independent and not with a record label and they didn't have that much of a budget. And I, I made it work and I put in my own money as well because I believed in the song. I believed in the band and I really had a vision for the creative and we made it wonderful. It's, it's one of my favorite pieces on my reel. That's awesome and really inspiring. So when directing these powerful campaigns, for example, the Tory Burch Embrace Ambition PSA featuring 40 or more, I think, celebrities talking about the negative stigma behind the word ambition in women, how do you get people to open up in front of the camera to talk about such important and often trivial topics? With with the Tory Burch Foundation Embrace Ambition campaign, that the work really was already done for me in that regard as far as the connection uh, Tory herself and her team 
from the foundation really had the relationships with those celebrities and they brought them in. And obviously I was there to direct them and interview them. So the connection was there and I was obviously able to, it's very important as a director to be able to gain their trust in a very short period of time. Some of those actors and actresses only gave us 10 or 15 minutes on set. And that's a very short period of time for them to connect with you, to trust you, to respect you and the questions that you're asking and for them to give you honest answers. You know, we were able to shoot them, to direct them and and create a very powerful piece. And this project was something that I was immensely uh, honored to be a part of. And, And it's, again, one of my favorite pieces on my reel for sure. Yeah. And what did you learn just as a person from that campaign? We shot a lot of people in a very short period of time. And we shot, I flew through a snowstorm from Los Angeles to New York with no sleep on a red eye. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we shot, it was mayhem. It was a crazy campaign, um, but I loved every second of it. And we really, we all dedicated ourselves to it. You know, it is a foundation. It is the Tory Birch Foundation does give grants to young women entrepreneurs, and I loved that. And I will always support the the, uh, the Tory Birch Foundation because of it. And it was amazing. You have to really think on your feet. I think that's the biggest thing that you have to learn on those kind of projects. You have to go with the flow. It's not about you. It's about the bigger cause. It's about the team that's all in the trenches with you. We had amazing producers on there that were just rallying on both coasts of the country and you just gotta you just gotta roll with it you know when five celebrities get out of an elevator at once and they all want to be shot immediately and they all have five minutes who do you choose who do you choose between lucy Liu and diane kruger and anna winter (laughs) like who do you choose so yeah you know you just make it work you hustle and you you work as proficiently and as professionally as humanly possible yeah got it done and thanks to uh, laird who were the ad agency and Trey Laird himself for trusting me with the project and also hustling with me as partners. It was an honor. So since you've had this honor of, of interviewing and, and capturing so many incredible women, you know, as a director and as a photographer, what have they taught you that you want to pass on to other women? I think it's all about the professionalism of the industry. It's very easy to, throw your weight around in this industry and throw tantrums and be a diva. And it's expected of you as a female as well, whether you're a celebrity or an artist or director or photographer. I've always maintained that it's, it's very tricky to walk the line of being respected as a a female leader in a predominantly male industry. If you are sweet and meek, then you are perceived as being very weak And if you are tough, then you're perceived as being a bitch. And people are so fast and so eager to label you or or pigeonhole you into one of those two. And I think it's very hard uh, as a female leader, especially a creative female leader, to walk that line and be respected by a crew that you sometimes have never worked with before. You're walking into a room as the leader and sometimes I walk on sets where I don't, I've never worked with anyone. I don't know anyone in person and you have to gain their respect and you have to, it's a safety issue as well. You're all working together and they have to trust you. You have to trust them and it has to happen in a matter of minutes. Um, so you have to be respectful and you have to be firm with what and decisive and what you want, but you also have to be kind and compassionate and you have to, 
have a sense of humor and you have to have a softness and a friendliness to you and you cannot have a bad day. I maintain this often. You know, it is very hard for a woman to have a bad day and walk on set. It can't happen. So, so, you know, you just got to work really hard and it's it's a little bit like a a juggling act or a tightrope, I should say. And you just got to, you're going to make it work, you know, and that's, that's a little bit like running the gauntlet and part of it I enjoy. So, yeah. And how is how have you seen sort of the culture on set shift throughout your time? I think people, I think people see how I look, you know, the tattoos and the blonde hair. And sometimes I'll, I'll direct in stiletto heels or shoot in stiletto heels. And I, I love that. I don't know. <laughs> Um, often actually. And, you know, if you haven't worked with me before, it's, it's a lot visually. And I think a lot of people are eager to pigeonhole me or think I'm going to be a certain way. I I have a a very strong voice and I am very decisive and I know what I want, but I always want to deliver it with a relative soft edge to it and always be compassionate to people and look them in the eye and shake their hands firmly and really give them the respect that they all need as my crew. They're all there because they're excellent at their job and it's a team effort. And I, I don't, even though there is a hierarchy in play and there has to always be, I, I don't believe in that kind of dictatorship on set. I, I just don't, you know, everyone should have fun. We're not brain surgeons and we're not saving the world. We should be there. We're all really good at our job and we should be there to have fun with it as well. So Yeah. Talking about the culture a little bit, you know, what has it been like for you working in a male dominated industry? And do you have any advice for other women who are, who are doing the same? I, what has it been like? It's interesting. I think it's, it gets better as you go along the path. But I think when I first started, I, I I definitely felt uh, the push and that I was not wanted and, or desired to be on on set in a role as a director or a photographer and especially looking the way that I look and um, you just have to get past that and you have to prove yourself. I think the biggest advice I can give to anyone in that kind of position is don't cry about it and don't play your tiny violin is just prove that you're really good at your job and do your homework and be, be better, you know, like go the extra mile and really show them with, without being hard or tough or bullying or aggressive and you don't have to prove yourself as one of the boys you can stand being feminine and you can stand as a woman and you can stand alone and you can really be respected for doing your job at full capacity and that is my biggest advice to any woman who wants to succeed in their career whatever that is do you feel like you had some big aha moment where you felt like you kind of made it like any campaign that you were either shooting, you know, as the director or photographer? I've been asked that question a lot and I do think of it often. I don't think there's one aha moment. I think there are multiple aha moments. I think Swarovski campaign was a big pivotal moment for me because I was trusted with a huge budget. I had a crew of nearly a hundred people. We rented four or five, five studios out simultaneously in New York City. And we were shooting multiple campaigns with 12 ambassadors from who had flown in from around the world. And the client themselves was such a creative force and team. 
they trusted me with these campaigns and and it was it was insane to be able to pull that off and i think that was something i was like okay i'm shooting stills i'm directing commercials for different seasons different campaigns it was it was a circus but in the best possible way and i knew that i could multitask and be able to handle a scale of that magnitude and that really gave me a lot more confidence an aha moment maybe Elizabeth Arden with Reese Witherspoon because they asked me to be a part of the campaign with her and that was you know I've never really been on air talent before and that was <laughs> I was honored that they asked me and also to be part of a women's movement campaign that was about honoring the suffragettes and the legacy of Elizabeth Arden with such a powerhouse such as Reese Witherspoon that was a huge honor for me and I was deeply humbled by it but Honestly, every project I work on humbles me in some different way. I learn something. I make mistakes on every job, regardless of what it is. And there's never a project where I don't look back and go, oh, you should have done that differently or you should have shot it differently or you messed up. If you're not learning from your own mistakes, you're stuck. You're not, you're not moving forward. And so the humility is really important and also the the gratitude that this is where we are and there are so many people struggling to even be on a set like that you know like we're we're surviving in new york city in yeah. advertising that's really big what's a what's a day in the life on set with sophie holland like <laughs> it's full of laughs, <laughs> um a day of the life on set I mean, you know all of my sets are different and so you know the constants are there's always got to be laughter of some kind. I think if we're not having fun or laughing in some manner, then it's a massive fail. It's full of hard work always. It's full of professionalism, I hope, from everyone. Um, it's full of happy clients because <laughs> that's my entire job. I'm not there to be the ringmaster or be the star of the show. I'm there because a client is paying me and hiring me to deliver a product. And that is never out of focus. I have to deliver, over deliver for their expectations and they must walk away with the product that they've asked for and have been promised. And it's my job to orchestrate that. So professionalism, speediness, good food. (laughs) Uh, good music. Gotta have the good food. <laughs> happy crew and uh, always happy crew, happy client. Like that, that's what I strive for. If I failed in either of those things, then, you know, we need to go back to the drawing board and figure things out for the next job. Yeah. And who are some of your mentors and what are what's some of the advice that they've given you? Before I started shooting alone, I worked as a creative director for a very famous photographer called Norman Jean Roy. And I was his in-house creative director for over two years, nearly three. And he gave me a lot of, he he was one of those guys that had major pearls of wisdom. And he would come out with these like big bumper sticker pieces of advice. And, And some of them I took. And he would definitely be in the mentor category, I would say. Prior to that, Olivier Van Dorn was a creative director at an ad agency called Select NY, who's a very tough boss. But he, you know, for all of his faults, he was also the person who gave me an opportunity when I was really in the fashion editorial world. And he gave me an opportunity at an ad agency and put me 
in the firing line, but also the front lines of pitches and put me on some major accounts and allow me to cut my teeth essentially and gave me opportunities that I wouldn't have been able to have in advertising. So for that, I thank him for that. So those are probably the the two mentors, which is interesting that they're both male. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Norman gave me great pearls of wisdom. One was uh, shoot women like subjects and not objects. And that was something that I took on as my base ethos in my brand. He kind of said it as a throwaway comment and I just grabbed onto it and <laughs> turned it into my entire meaning for work. Um <laughs> You know, the other piece of advice was that it doesn't matter where you are, there's always a good photograph to be found. And it sounds like a flippant comment, but he's right. It doesn't matter what scenario you're in. The weather could be terrible. You're in a terrible location. You've got hungover client, a cast member or something (laughs) or a model or everything's going wrong. You hate everything about it. And you're just like, this is just not going to work. No. It is your job to find that photograph. There's always a good photograph in every scenario and it's your job to seek it out. And that to me was like a call to action. It was a scenario where you're right. This is, again, not about me or my ego. This is about my job and it is to deliver that interesting photograph. You have to find it. Yeah. I am curious, who have you not worked with that you'd like to like do you have a dream subject (laughs) I do we've actually got a list going with my photo agent Liz Levitt who I adore we have a ranking list so if any of you are listening (laughs) it starts with the Queen of England Um, Miss Piggy (laughs) and we have reached out to Miss Piggy's team and we're waiting for a response Um, (laughs) Adele uh, Gaga um, probably Madonna you know they're all strong ladies of course Um, but I think Miss Piggy and the Queen of England are definitely out there for me (laughs) yeah (laughs) what about them makes you want to work with them or shoot them (laughs) I love Miss Piggy I think think I'm her basically in life no I I think she's awesome Um, and the Queen of England is obviously being British she is my she's the ultimate sovereign and she's about to croak it I'm sure not long and uh and although no one can top Annie Leibovitz's portraits of her, um, I do think that she is the ultimate icon to photograph. So I would love to um, get her in front of my lens at some point or another. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would really be honestly incredible. Oh, and Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Oh, Dolly would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite project you've worked on and why? Oh, it's like choosing between children. I can't do that. <laughs> Don't make me do that. That's um, Have a top three. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, I have to split it between motion and stills because I can't compare, compare the two things. Mm-hmm. So photography, I would say fashion editorial would be the rolling hills of England. We did an editorial for Le Ficiel magazine and it, we actually shot it in the town, the village on the ocean where my family live. So it was very personal to me. It was beautiful landscapes of rolling hills in England and crashing waves. And we shot this gorgeous model from Amsterdam in these incredible fashion pieces. So it's nostalgic for me. It's gorgeous for me. I ended up turning up with a van full of lighting and ended up using no light. 
because the yeah it was it was perfect weather it was perfect sky so yeah that's for fashion I would say advertising American Soul is probably the work that I'm most proud of it was a biopic about Soul Train with Don Cornelius and uh, it's running on BET and BET is one of my favorite clients that I've worked with for many years since the beginning of my career and uh, yeah it was it was a great campaign to work on um, from motion, I would say my film, my, my baby, which is, uh, illustrated man, which is a documentary, full length documentary on the history of the tattooed male from sailor and convicts all the way up to the modern day dream boat. Where can people find that if they want to watch it? Um, it was online, but actually we just sold it to a major TV network who I cannot disclose right now. I'm very excited. So you'll be able to see it on TV shortly. It started out as a personal project because I was bored (laughs) and it it started out as literally me shooting male models who had tattoos in my studio at home. And it's, it just scaled on such a, such a fast uh, pace that it turned into a gallery exhibit. And then we turned it, the stories that the models were telling me were so poignant and so interesting. I, I couldn't help but document it. So I turned it into a full full-length documentary um and the thing just kept rolling and rolling and, and snowballing into into a great scale so I was really thrilled about it so I'm excited to share that with the world very cool and I'm excited to watch yes. so they say that women don't brag about themselves enough so I have to ask can you tell us about one of your greatest accomplishments professionally yes or personally it's hard to brag um it's I, I think my the biggest accomplishment for me is maintaining a career in such a, a hard and tough industry where it's completely oversaturated with everyone wanting or trying to be a photographer. And so if I'm keeping the lights on and, and maintaining a good a good lifestyle and, and a good career and shooting what I love and being paid to do so, I think that's a huge win. There are a lot of people that are struggling. I think more specifically, directing films, I think was a big deal for me. You know, there aren't enough female film directors, movie directors. And I've done three now, two documentaries and a narrative, short narrative. I think a big deal for me was being signed with a major production company in LA called Fancy Content. I think having someone look at my work and take a chance on me and my reel was a really big deal um, in the commercial world. And now I'm uh, transitioning into being a union DGA photographer uh, director, which is a big deal. So these are all markers in my career. I think, you know, um, I would say there's, <laughs> there's a photographer called Danny Clinch. She's actually on the same roster that, as, as my photo rep. And they mark the day that a very famous uh, rock star, who I, I won't name names, called the studio and hired him for the first time. And since then, they've had decades and decades of, of relationship. And so it always makes me think of that, like, what would my marker be? What, what's my second anniversary? What's my, you know, yeah. like, what's the day that is marked? And so, you know, I have a couple, but I think the, the big one's yet to come. That's awesome. And what advice would you give anyone who is struggling to sort of have their career take off, especially in that industry? I have lots of advice. I'm one of those people that just likes to give out advice in general. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
stay true to you, create a brand for yourself very early on, find out what sets you apart. Don't underestimate the business side of photography and directing. You cannot survive being a creative artist alone. You have to figure out a system that works for you. And whether that's archiving your work, whether it's staying on top of your invoices, figuring out what usage terms mean in photography and working out how to estimate because you won't get an agent within the first six months or even the first few years sometimes. So you have to understand how to negotiate terms and and speak, you know, with, with intellect on, on the subject, you have to figure out how to market yourself, how to put together a book or a reel properly together. Just do your research, man, be inspired, stay on brand and figure out what sets you apart and don't, try and copy what everyone else is doing, thinking that that's the formula. There, It's not formulaic in this industry. Everyone's looking for the next hot thing. If you want to be the next hot thing, get your shit together, be prepared, be diligent, and go above and beyond for your brand. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you for having me and let me talk for so long. Oh no, it was awesome. I'm sure it might be fun for you to be on this side of the interview. So (laughs) thank you. Thanks again. Check back soon for another episode of Boss Ladies. 